0: This is the sermon podcast of Lord of Life Lutheran Church in Columbus, Ohio. Where we proclaim God's extravagant grace, radical inclusion,
1: and relentless compassion. Join us for our worship Sundays at 8 a.m., 9 a.m., or 1115 a.m. This is Lord of Life. There is a place for you here. For more information, please visit our website at www.acceptingall.com. Good morning. The first lesson is from the first chapter of Jeremiah. Now the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. Then I said, Ah, Lord God, truly I do not know how to speak, for I am only a boy. But the Lord said to me, Do not say, I am only a boy, for you shall go to all whom I send you, and you shall speak whatever I command you. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. Then the Lord put out his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said to me, Now I have put my words in your mouth. See, today I appoint you over nations and over kingdoms to pluck up and pull down, to destroy and to overthrow, to build and to plant. Holy wisdom, holy word. Thanks be to God. The second lesson is from the 13th chapter of 1 Corinthians. If I speak in the tongues of mortals and of angels, but do not have love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give away all my possessions, and if I hand over my body so that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient, love is kind. Love is not envious or boastful or arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It it does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends, but as for prophecies, they will come to an end. As for tongues, Now I know only in part. Then I will know fully, even as I have been fully known. And now faith, hope, and love abide. These three, and the greatest of these is love. Holy wisdom, holy word. Thanks be to God.
0: The Holy Gospel according to Luke, the fourth chapter. Then Jesus began to say to all in the synagogue in Nazareth, Today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. All spoke well of him and were amazed at the gracious words that came from his mouth. They said, Is not this Joseph's son? He said to them, Doubtless you will quote to me this proverb. "'Doctor, cure yourself. "'And you will say, "'Do hear also in your hometown "'the things that we have heard you did at Capernaum.' "'And he said, "'Truly I tell you, "'no prophet is accepted in the prophet's hometown. "'But the truth is, "'there were many widows in Israel in the time of Elijah, "'when the heaven was shut up three years and six months.' And there was a severe famine over all the land. Yet Elijah was sent to none of them except to a widow at Zarephath in Sidon. There were also many lepers in Israel in the time of the prophet Elisha. And none of them was cleansed except Naaman the Syrian. When they heard this, all in the synagogue were filled with rage. They got up. Drove him out of the town and led him to the brow of the hill on which their town was built, so that they might hurl him off the cliff. But he passed through the midst of them and went on his way. The Gospel of the Lord. At the first congregation I served, I was an associate pastor, and the senior pastor that I served with went on to become bishop in the synod, and they called a new senior pastor who drove me absolutely crazy. He had these mannerisms, for one thing, when he would hold his book while he was singing, his other hand would be here with his pinky up. And once I saw that, I couldn't stop looking at that pinky up all the time that he was singing. And he had a slight uh, mannerism in his speaking that I found myself listening for, waiting for it to come. When I first felt the call to go into ministry, I was working as a journalist at the uh, Knoxville News Sentinel, and it was a rather old-time newsroom in the sense of their their kind of star-reporter had an intern assigned to him whose job it was to go sober him up in the morning and get him into work. And the the editor in charge of uh, community relations, handling complaints and stuff like that, was absolutely the wrong person to do it because the phone would ring, you'd hear him answer New Sentinel... And then all of a sudden you'd hear this long string of obscenities coming out of his mouth as he blessed off whoever it was who had dared to call in with a complaint. And so when they heard that I was thinking of going into ministry, it struck them as, at best, hilarious, and at worst, a terrible idea That seems to be kind of the problem of receiving the gospel, which is unlike at Jesus' baptism, the heavens don't part and a heavenly voice doesn't come down proclaiming to us God's will or God's view on things. Rather, He gives us this. And much to my chagrin, I have discovered I've started doing the same thing that that senior pastor did. I sometimes find myself, when I'm singing, holding my book in a way, "Ah!" and I will suddenly change my hand. He gives it to us in human voices. He gives it to us as St Paul says in cracked earthen vessels. Today we hear about Jesus getting up, well actually we continue to hear about Jesus getting up to speak at the synagogue in Nazareth or maybe more to the point sitting down to speak, that was the custom then. You would read the word of God, and then you'd sit down, and sitting down, you would proclaim the word. But right after Jesus reads from the prophet Isaiah and pronounces that in your hearing, this word has been fulfilled, everyone goes, wow. Until someone in the back goes, wait a minute. Isn't this Joseph's son? Isn't this that kid from Nazareth? You know, that one who stole my potatoes that year? Isn't this that kid who got in trouble down by the quarry? Isn't this that kid who fill in the blank?" We know who you are. We know where you came from. We know who your mother and father are. We know that there is nothing special about you. And perhaps that is why we don't hear any stories about Jesus' childhood, because there was nothing special about it. He was just a kid. And now he gets up to proclaim and interpret the word of God? Please. I sometimes wonder why it is that at the very same time that so many small churches are struggling to survive, megachurches thrive at the same time when projections are that by, in the next 10 years, 40% of smaller churches will close, we still have televangelists filling coliseums with people. And I have a theory on that. Which is that they don't know who that person is. When we see someone on television, it's awfully easy to view them as something a little bit more than human. When you go to some megachurch where the perfect lighting and the perfect music, and some guy comes on to a, a fog filled stage, it's awfully easy to see them as something slightly more than human. But in a small church with a lousy sound system and no lights, small enough where you can hear it when the pastor burps, there is no missing the fact that that pastor, he or she is just one of us. And the problem becomes that We don't really want to hear the gospel from one of us. We want to hear it from someone who is somehow bigger, better, more connected with God than we are. We want a Messiah, not the gospel. We want angels. We want prophets, not one of us bumbling through a sermon. But the problem is, this is what we get. I stuck with Lance Armstrong for so long. (laughs) Yeah, me too. I wanted to believe in him. But I've learned something. I'm not sure there is any such thing as a hero. At least not if hero means someone who can do superhuman things. Because there are no superhumans. There are just us. And if we wait long enough or prod hard enough, we will eventually discover that about anyone. And this crowd at Nazareth starts prodding Jesus, and they discover that he's just one of them. And Jeremiah. Starts prodding himself and discovers the same thing. Wait a minute, you want me to proclaim the word of the Lord? Yeah, I'm too young. I don't speak well. I'm too human. But the heart of the gospel is human. The gospel is not a word that comes to us theoretically. The gospel is not a word that comes to us shining with a heavenly light. The gospel is not a word that comes to tell us about how heaven and earth are being recreated so that we can live in them as shining spiritual beings. Rather, the gospel comes to us Proclaiming the good news that we have become the vessels in which God lives. We are the ones who are being redeemed. And heaven and earth are being redeemed along with us. And so the gospel comes to us rightly, properly. Through human voices. Through those who are broken like we are. And in fact, I would dare suggest that as a way of determining whether you are hearing gospel or not. If the one from whom you are hearing it does not let their brokenness show... Question what you hear. If they seem to come across as someone who has it more together than you do, who is holier than you are, who is somehow bigger and smarter and shinier and who smells better, I become suspicious that what they're telling me is something other than the gospel which comes to broken worn, smelly people and announces to them that God loves them. God comes and dwells in this. God loves this. And in our second reading, we hear from Paul that that love is what it is all about. It's fine to want those gifts, that ability to heal, that ability to speak prophecies, that ability to work miracles, fine, cool, but what it's all about, what it all is for, is for Love. And love is what has come into the world. Love is what comes into our souls. Love is what is transforming us. Love is what, through us, transforms others. Love is the purest and clearest vision that we have of God. Love is how Christ continues to live in, with, and through us. Love is what comes to us in the Word. Love is what comes to us in bread and wine. Love is what binds us together into the one body of Christ. And love is what is changing this world into the kingdom of God. It is not rude. It is not selfish. It is God. And it is God through us.
1: Amen.